Hello, and welcome to episode 11 of the Scheming Mind Palace podcast. I am once again your host, Luca Ravelli, coming to you from the lovely outdoor quarantine country of Italia, in Toscana. Not too long ago, everything seemed totally fine. Then some cases started cropping up in the north. It all got shut down, and now just one day ago, we got the news that the entire country is quarantined. And now that means, I'm not sure entirely if it's all the way down here, but in the north, that basically means all gatherings, including weddings and funerals, <laughs> have been canceled. Meaning, if you die, <laughs> I guess you're going to have to delay that, uh, that open casket funeral for a few weeks. Hopefully your body is still... <laughs> in a state that is worth viewing because obviously in Italy uh, there is a lot of open casket funerals, let's just say that. <laughs> that was going to be quite the sight to behold. So, what is the topic of today's episode? Obviously, I could have it be semi-based on pandemic events now that my, my warnings from only I think about four episodes ago about preparing because you have no idea what might coming what might be coming suddenly is all kind of coming true and people are hitting me up being like huh I probably should have taken your advice earlier and now all toilet paper <laughs> has been purchased and you can't find hand sanitizer or anything so that is definitely an interesting development that basically, I mean, I don't want to say that I was validated necessarily, but, you know, the asking the question of should you prepare is not exactly the worst idea because, I mean, it's sort of difficult to say how much or what you should do in these sort of scenarios because so many governments seem to have opposing ideas and suggestions. However, if I were to look at all governments, obviously excluding mine, the, the two that I'm a citizen of, I don't, I mean, I don't really trust the American government more than I can throw it. And the Italian government, it, cares more about its people but it does it does tend to be a bit overly dramatic as the Italian culture is tended to do in uh, China I absolutely don't trust what the government there is saying and I'm sure you know the status of what's going on there will reveal itself to be very different than what we were originally told and we're going to learn that in the not-so-distant future. <laughs> but I feel like it's still important to 
I suppose, remain positive in a sense, like not, don't get too wrapped up in the paranoia because it is still in its infancy, this uh, current pandemic. However, if I were to basically take advice from any government body, I'd say the Norwegian government is probably up there as like that, that one, that one's pretty high up there. Like definitely nor Northern Europe, like Scandinavia, Netherlands, those types of places tend, tend to be more on the ball in terms of uh, basically not basing all of their public health information off of what the, uh, I guess, corporations dictate to them. And as such, what the Norwegian government states is you should be a prepper. <laughs> Funny enough, the Norwegian government itself does say that every person or every household should have about a week's supply of food, medicine, including like pet food, and I guess tools, water, all sorts of things because if a countrywide pandemic were to hit, there isn't a government anywhere on this planet that can be able to accommodate everybody. So it really is up to us to remedy our own situations. Now, as such, that might be kind of surprising to hear <laughs> that the Norwegian government basically suggests that. Now you have to understand considering how close Norway was to the site of Chernobyl, having a, uh, an event like that to occur basically pushed the government to get its people mobilized and, I guess, incentivized to be self-sufficient, as I believe we all should be. And as such, I think you guys should still get that food and water. And surgical masks are useless, by the way. <laughs> surgical masks and gloves are apparently useless. Joe Rogan literally just had a interview, like an hour and a half interview with a, uh, was it a pathogen specialist? And, oh God, Kitty has entered the room. Oh damn. Well, I guess I saw that as an inevitability, <laughs> considering the fact that I left this door open. And, uh, if any of you guys listening to the podcast, don't see this. It should be on YouTube on my channel fairly shortly. And hopefully the kitty will be in the frame. I'm going to pick her up if she decides to peek. So don't, don't be too surprised if you suddenly hear some kerfuffling. But anyways, the answer. What should everyone do? Well, um, according to this specialist that basically is a uh, pathogen detective, he looks for all signs of, I guess, where this outbreak is going to hit based on all the data thus far. I mean, it's kind of hard to know what this will be and what the true source of this is because I mean 
if, if you knew anything about SARS, where we knew that came from the famous Chinese food markets where, you know, you'll have chickens, like a cage of chickens on top of a cage of ferrets, which is, you know, prime, <laughs> prime stoking for some kind of future pathogenic uh, outbreak because you have a bird flu that can pass over to another intermediary animal. Like, it's quite unlikely for uh, viruses from the source of animals to pass directly to us because they aren't mammals. But it's actually quite likely for it to pass to an intermediary animal and then for that to then hit us because our body, like, can only detect certain cells because there's a... Mi- it's complicated. I watched this thing on Netflix about pathogens with Bill Gates, who ironically might actually be the cause of all of this. And uh, yeah, that's basically what they detailed. I definitely suggest Claire, get down from there. Claire, Claire. <laughs> the naughty kitty. Just gonna fuck up the framing of this shot. Uh, so what uh, this specialist said was that basically this pathogen seems to be passed through the air. Basically through... Ah, She got out of the way. (laughs) I wanted to pick her up and show her to everybody because I don't think she was in the frame at all because she was like pretty low on the ground. But I'm going to make sure she gets in here again. She's getting in the shot. Anywho, what this guy said was, yeah, basically, breath of the air. So if you are infected, then simply breathing will be enough to pass it along to someone else. You don't have to cough. You don't have to sneeze. Even though I think it's more likely that you'll get infected, but it simply can be passed on through breathing. God damn it. Kitty's sneaky. So, yeah, surgical masks and gloves are pretty useless. Um, I mean, I guess getting those uh, respiratory masks is a good idea. And if you uh, smoke are over the age of 55, I believe, or are overweight, then uh, it is actually a good idea for you to avoid public spaces for the time being because you are the most likely to die from this event <laughs> from this contagion it seems like it's mo- like it is not an old person's disease like many claim however it is something that would require the protection of underlying health concerns so the question is, what do you do? Well, you know, avoiding large gatherings is definitely a plus, or at least avoiding um, doing them as frequently as you used to. But yeah, I mean, just spreading the the good word oh no I guess someone has arrived (laughs) but yeah spreading positivity and love 
through the air and not the virus <laughs> is the way to go. And yeah, let's hope the uh, US government doesn't go to the drastic steps that Italy has where they basically closed all the schools where it's like, okay, yes, kids can pass the disease on, but they don't actually get the disease themselves. And by closing schools, you're actively preventing like nurses and doctors who have kids in schools from being able to do their jobs. So you're actually being counterproductive in a lot of sense because also people have to work. So many people here that work for us basically are stranded. This pandemic is going to change us all. And hoping for the better because this uh, globalized system we have set up is definitely a, uh, a fragile one. Uh, we can hope to look towards our ancient uh, globalized governments to help, I guess, tell us where to go in the future. But for now, we are kind of at the behest of what we can do in the present. Now, I'm not entirely sure if this is accurate, because obviously the science is... I mean, I found from WebMD other pretty reputable sites to be true, but apparently a negative ion generator seemed to be a good, I guess, a good remedy for this disease. Now there's also some myths apparently that saunas help. That was debunked, unfortunately. Unfortunately, uh, hot air being breathed in doesn't actually kill any bacteria by the time it reaches your lungs. It's become uh, <laughs> body temperature. Like your lungs would burn up if it was breathing in like say 180 degree air. <laughs> so yeah, it's important to know the facts disregard the conspiracies that exist across the world. I mean, you know, this day and age of everyone putting out information, it's so easy for everyone to be a specialist, everyone's an expert, and obviously I'm no expert, I'm just someone that listens to experts and regurgitates said information. Because, I mean, the, uh, the negative ion generator proposition is potentially a, uh, a remedy, but <clears throat> something like that still needs to go under a lot of testing because, I mean, who's to say that is, you know, I mean, obviously nothing is successful with a vaccine, which would obviously wipe that out pretty hard. I don't know. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, here in Italy, family not even supposed to go grocery shopping. Here, you're supposed to just go one at a time. Like, you're not supposed to go as a family to go shopping for groceries. It's quite unfortunate because in Italy, food is a big deal and eating out is a big deal. I know. <sighs> 
merchants are getting hit more and more. Our agro-tourism business is getting hit with cancellations. What are we going to do? It is what it is. We just have to move forward. Be a greater tomorrow. So, uh, I mean, oh, luckily, you guys don't have to worry much about me because we are in the middle of nowhere. I was in Florence a little while ago, and it was quite awesome to be able to basically go to the top of the Duomo with no line at all, just zip right up because the people from uh, Asia that tend to come over here traditionally like wrap around the church and it's impossible to get in. And obviously now there's a heavy travel restrictions from there. So it was just a free stroll. Like, oh my God, here I am. Whoops. <laughs> Let's just go right to the top. And it's amazing. So we're going to go somewhere make sure it's somewhere that normally would be impossible to go to because the lines are so huge. Food for thought. <laughs> Take advantage of that while you can. But otherwise, definitely prepare food and medicine. I have no idea if, or like how hard this is going to hit. According to that same expert from the Joe Rogan Experience, the most recent episode, um, as of March 11th, 2020, he said it could easily be about 10 times worse than the worst type of flu outbreak. And that's not good. <laughs> Thus far, we have about, was it 180 to 100,000 deaths so far this year? So, you know, imagining about a million deaths in a couple months is not something that we would hopefully experience. Hopefully, we um, will be able to avert said catastrophe with these methods in place of sort of self-quarantining and absolutely getting people off cruise ships. Like, absolutely do not go on a cruise ship. Unless you do want to get sick, <laughs> do not go on a cruise ship because those places basically just recycle indoor air and, oh boy. Is that a hotbed for contagions? <sighs> Anyways, that is all for uh, this episode. Now, considering I am quarantined, hopefully I'll be able to pump out more of these more frequently than before. And if so, you know, maybe expect one sooner than a Wednesday. Maybe even a Friday or a Saturday. Who knows? I'm hoping to eventually be able to knock these out to at the frequency of Joe Rogan, but who knows? Who knows what that'll happen? I mean, considering the fact that I'm basically trying to become like the next JRE, you might have noticed how all the episode numbers have been like 0007 or 0008. Because basically, I'm in the mental state of committing minimum 1,000 episodes to this thing. Like, that is my mindset. That is my commitment. That is my focus. Is that I am not done. I'm not going to put this down until I have reached 1,000 consecutive 
weeks of podcasting, which is about three years. So <laughs> three years if I do it weekly. So who knows? If I do it bi-weekly, I might get to it even sooner. Then by the time I'm like nearing the week. <sighs> so uh, hopefully this virus doesn't kill me in the meantime. And I will be able to, I guess, profit off this disease as much as possible. Because the one thing that I have noticed is that this outbreak certainly leaves open a, uh, a level of fear within the collective subconscious that can easily be either exploited or remedied given the proper solution. You can easily propose something that is actually going to do more damage and you know advertise to people that it won't but it does in fact do that or you can propose a true remedy and my proposal is a greenhouse for every building a dome space for self-reliance self-sustainability like a forest for every floor a pretty, uh, you know, might be a bit pricey for some people, but the idea of creating an indoor forest or garden in which you can basically have all of the food you could need in an emergency situation, or with a like meditation space, a place of healing, like plant healing. Ah, something's been kicking around my head for a while, and honestly, this pandemic is certainly the fuel that would uh, light said powder keg of an idea up. It seems like that's something that could uh, help to, I guess, relieve a lot of stress from people is telling them, you know, it's okay. You know, the food might stop for a while, but we're good. We have our back. You know, it might not be the most amazing food from across the world and delicacies from every corner of the planet but <laughs> you know you got your tomatoes you got your you know your greens you got your basic necessities and they'll also you know be grown without pesticides they'll be grown you know very sustainably and you know with love because you you're the one that's growing them and who knows how much more delicious said food will be when it's coming from your own hands like the amount of joy you'll have eating that food when you know like this is what I did this is the start of the agricultist revolution when everyone goes goes from basically having zero idea of how to be self-sufficient from a food perspective to everyone being able to fend for themselves, break, grow their own food, survive when society lets them down, when society can't provide. And yeah. So that 
All right, um, um, decide. This is it. This is the end. <laughs> All right, I've uh, I've quite the week, obviously, with huh, all said CRV Russ shenanigans. All right, we'll come out of this. No, it won't be unscathed, but we'll be wiser at the end. And hopefully it will prepare us for the true disasters that lie in our future, which could easily still creep up anytime, whether it's an asteroid or a solar flare or any of those sorts of things. We don't know, but a pandemic, a viral pandemic definitely seems like one of the ones that's on the top of the list of things that can end all of human civilization. <laughs> well, good enough for to end this with a meme. I saw a hilarious anti-vax meme. I was like, come on, why do we need a coronavirus vaccine? You did fine. You didn't have a, a vaccine when the Black Plague was going across. And it's like, yeah, and a third of Europe died. <laughs> Is that really what we want? <laughs> for all for let's see, we have like eight billion people, yeah, what about two and a half billion died dead? That seems like a great idea. <laughs> it seems like a amazing potential for us in that sort of psychotic future. So let's not do that. <laughs> Let us be smart and perceive our future wisely. Uh, hopefully I'll have a, my good old doctor friend who actually did this shirt right here. I don't know if it's in frame. Glad I have had it in a previous episode. He'll be on to discuss similarly important medical field things because he's currently uh, almost done with medical school. And would definitely be an important person to discuss with these sorts of issues. You know, back in the when we've got a scheme, because obviously only fellow schemers are allowed in this podcast. That's the rule. So that is all. I uh, hope you guys are safe and healthy and happy and joyful. I love you and have a great week.